This program comes to you from Jara Country, the traditional lands of the Jajawarung. I pay respects to elders past and present. I also acknowledge the traditional owners from all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands you're listening from. Welcome to another episode of New Home, a podcast that shares with you some of the stories of migrant and refugee women living in regional Victoria. My name is Ali Hanley, and this is our final episode of New Home for the time being. Today, I'm taking you to an event that was held during Refugee Week earlier this year in a small town called Friarstown in central Victoria. The event was simply a celebration of refugees and also the community that they're part of. We gathered in a building that used to be a school, surrounded by gum trees. Inside, there are big blackboards on the walls and a fireplace in the main room. The school was originally opened in 1915, but these days it's community-run and hosts many different types of events, including art exhibitions, classes and parties. The day was put together by a collection of organisations, Sisterworks, Rural Australians for Refugees, the Loddon Campaspe Multicultural Services and the community of Friarstown itself. As I approached the building, I saw Nita's Gamelan Orchestra set up on the veranda. And Nita, Aaron and their musicians and dancers were all there, dressed colourfully in traditional Indonesian outfits. Inside, I saw Rebecca at a table with some of the other South Sudanese women, all talking and laughing and working on weaving grass baskets and mats. And Lamo was in the kitchen, helping to prepare the lunch, making her famous dumplings. It was so lovely to see so many of the women that I've interviewed for this series. And of course, Ginny was there, representing Sister Works and the Loddon Campaspe Multicultural Services. I hope you remember her from the trailer for New Home. And it's important to acknowledge that this series was her creation. She came up with the idea and she has helped produce it the whole way through. And she has linked me with all of the women whose stories you've heard. You can feel the care, commitment and belief she has in these people in everything she does. The hall was jam-packed and there were so many people there. Throughout the afternoon, I spoke to a couple of people and I hope as you listen to today's episode, you too can hear how the stories of the women that I spoke to at that event echo the stories you've heard in other episodes of New Home. Uh, Thank you for coming to to help celebrate Refugee Week. Um, Jason from Lodden Campaspe Multicultural Services uh, and together Judy and I put together this lovely event for everyone. Please do enjoy. Food, there's Tibetan dumplings, so thank you Lamu. Um, vegetarian and beef. There's a vegan curry, so a chickpea potato with rice, salmon and the dolma which is vegan as well. Um, yeah. Would you like to say a few words, uh, Sonia? I just want to say it's wonderful to collaborate with Sister Works. We're so happy. And we're just commemorating Refugee Week uh, that's coming up and how uh, people from refugee communities make such a wonderful contribution and they're our friends and we want to be together and we want to celebrate. Did Ginny want to say something? Yeah, I would like to say something. (laughs) I'd just like to acknowledge the traditional owner of the land, uh, the Jajawaran people, the land that we stand in. The land uh, that has welcomed all from different places to be here today. And I would just like to introduce like everyone to have a chance to know each other because this is our community. This is the people that live here. So introduce yourself, yeah. get to know your neighbours, 
So we'll cut it short because you're hungry. Everyone, please. During the lunch, Ginny went around the room and allowed anyone who wanted to talk to say a few words to explain where they were from and what their story was just briefly. Several people stood up, including a woman called Pippet, and she got quite emotional as she spoke about how lonely she had been when she first moved to Australia. So later on, I had a conversation with her to share with you because she had expressed how grateful she was when the Sudanese community moved to Castlemaine and she was able to connect with other migrant and refugees. And as she told the story, she joyfully pointed out a Sudanese woman called Arab, who was a parent of some children who were at the childcare centre that she worked at and who had become a much-loved figure in her life. This is Pipit, an Arab. My name is Pipit. I'm from uh, Indonesia. I end up in Kasemen. Of course, I married a gentleman from England who stay in Kasemen, what do you call, moved from England. I arrived 2005. It's really, really remote for me, especially from Indonesia. Quite often, like, I cannot find people like me. <laughs> it's very lonely for me. In the cafe, it's only oldest people who sitting in there, no young generation or kid. Most of them, I'm feeling like retired village. I'm feeling like that. It's not much young generation with the kid running around in the street. It wasn't like that. Especially uh, what you call, I'm married with the, you know, is more senior than me. I'm feeling like lonely, you know. I'm looking people like me, you know, the age like me. And... Luckily, government gave me uh, learning English, so I go every day, uh, go to Bendigo learning English. That makes me feel happier. I meet 32 different nationalities in the class. So that's what makes me every day uh, looking forward to talk to them because in Kasumen I feel lonely, no family, no friend. And then 2007 completely changed the way of Kasmin, I think. Suddenly Sudanese uh, coming in 2000, 2007, I think, or 2008. And then suddenly in 2008, if I'm not wrong, they're doing in uh, what do you call state festival and they're doing in rain dance. After they're doing in rain dance, do you know what happened? It's rain coming. That's the rain for years. I think drought for years. In 2008, we have a rain. So are you saying the Sudanese community did a rain dance? Yes. And then the rain came? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the drought almost uh, four years. Uh, I've been there, 2005, almost four years. Is uh, Yeah. I'm feeling like uh, starting more multicultural, especially now a lot of young generation from Melbourne, from Iran you know, the area moving to Kasemen because they say it's very laid-back community, very welcoming, and then there are a lot of accommodation for the young generation like uh, library, they will have a story for the children, community garden for people who want to, you know, involve with the community. So now it's completely, it's uh, changing for better. The connection between you and the Sudanese community got stronger, didn't it, when you took a job? Yes, yes. I work in the childcare and the and I find the job and thanks God until fifteen years I'm still with them. I'm so proud that. From I am working there is a lot of Sudanese children, I take care of them. And one of them is called Nola and Jafur. Pippi was of course talking about Aruk's children who she had cared for in her work at the childcare centre. 
This is Aru. I'm from South Sudan. I came here um, to Australia in 2004, early 2004, and we settled in Melbourne, um, based in Croydon. It was a really lovely, lovely area. We stayed there for two years and then moved to Ringwood because the landlord wanted to come back to their house. So stayed in Ringwood for one year and then 2006, my husband found work in Castlemaine at the bacon factory. So he worked there for three, three months and it was really hard for us to be by ourselves because he never been away before. It was really hard, so I pushed him. We have to come to Castleman, stay together. And after six months of being at work, we finally moved here. So we stay here, and I found it really hard in Castleman because it was a bit isolated, and a lot of family members in, in Melbourne it was very hard. Um, the African food is very hard to find here. We have to go back to Melbourne and do shopping. But thankfully, we were welcomed by Castleman community, the whole community. We had a lot of volunteers helping us. We got a lot of help, and that help, we didn't get that much help from in Melbourne when we were in Melbourne. So we got help from driving to English lesson to taking person to doctor appointment, everything. And was that help given by people in the community who just wanted to volunteer and help out? Or is that given because council had some funding or government help? At first, when we arrived, it's a volunteer. I think two years or three years later, then the government provided funding, but we still had um, a lot of help as well from volunteers, so they didn't step away. They stay with us and help us, even though we had funding to help Sudanese community. We have four families here, and the single people who are working here and their family in Melbourne, and there's some family in Benigo. All, all the Sudanese who are in Australia are refugees. Yeah. We came here under humanitarian refugees program. You know, coming here and leave your family behind is re- it's really hard, but there's no other way you can do. You have to look for a better life and, and also also we support them back home. But not living together is very hard. In South Sudan, when a lady gives birth, everybody's around, like the mother, the in-law, the sister, the all the family around, so you never feel like you're alone. But in here, it's just you by yourself. After you come back home, it's just you by yourself and with the family. You know, there's no one around to help you. Or That's just really hard. And, you know, our children are not learning, like they're forgetting our language because there's no elderly people who, like, Grandma, grandpa, who auntie, who can speak to them in the in our language. We try to speak, to speak our language, but they listen. They reply in English. What's a day like today like for you? What do, why do you come to days like today? What does it mean to you to be connected to a big broader community? I think it's uh, it's really good for us as uh, as the nation to embrace that it's a different kind of idea, different kind of a culture. At the end of the day, we are Australian. 
So I think is we have to embrace that more. So at the end of the day, the children is not feeling like I'm different. That's what is for me. It's not for us as the adult. Is the adults is very difficult to deal that. But for young kid, they don't know why he born here. Why my skin is different. Just make them feeling, hey, you are Australian. You're not different. Forever the color, forever. You are Australian. So give them young generation feeling belonging. It's not feeling uh, different. Make them this young generation become Australia proud to be Australia. You know, and more what you call more appreciate. Be born here. You know, with any circumstances. Why they end up here? So in the end, they more appreciate and their culture. There, so it's not they're not feeling lost their what do you call identity to us, uh, multi-languages, multi-language. You know, so yeah, maybe we embrace more of that. I think you know, like being in in the other community is is a way of learning or a way of opening opening your mind and it's someone said that when you in a different community you're scared of them they're scared of you that's why a lot of people don't if they see you on the street they go like this it's not because they don't like you it's because they're scared to ask you if you could be offended if they say hello that's what I found out from community here but connecting to different communities different different people is is really great it's great for us it's great for them we we know it we get to know each other i think we should do more Nita's Gamelan Orchestra played before lunch as everyone was still arriving and getting ready, and then again after lunch when the dancers emerged in brightly coloured traditional Indonesian garb. Orchestra is playing and there are six children dressed in bright yellow outfits, silken with red belts and sashes and sneakers and beautiful intricate headdresses being led by a woman who has all the movements down perfectly and it's really cute watching the kids do their best to do these highly precise movements that their teacher is doing in front of them. And everyone here is watching transfixed by these great dancers. sat with two of these dancers through lunch and as we ate I heard about how they had joined Nita's group. I thought it was worth sharing with you the joy the Gamelan group brings and how events like this lead to more events like this. As you'll hear, one of the women, Jennifer, 
had seen Nita dance at an International Women's Day event earlier this year. And now, just a few months later, she was dancing with Nita at a Refugee Week event. My name is Jennifer. Uh, I'm from China, north of China. They call Ice City. It's a really cold and minus 25 or 40 degrees. I've been in Australia 12 years. Uh, my name is Nina. I came to Australia 28 years ago, but before I lived in uh, Queensland. So I came to Bendigo 2010. I come from Jakarta, Indonesian capital city uh, in, in Jaffa Island. I married with uh, my husband, Stephen, Australia. I married Australian. Uh, he worked in Indonesia. I sat down with you at lunch and we had lunch together, which was very nice. And I heard the story of how you met Nita only just recently at a similar event. Can you tell me about that? I met Nita on a few months ago, uh, International Women's Day. And uh, I was performing from a Bendigo Chinese Association. And uh, then I met uh, Nita play their music and uh, dancing. I just feel, wow, that's a really nice performance. Then she was teaching a little bit dancing to warm up. Mm. I really like her. So I said, uh, do you perform sometime? I really like it. You can come to my house every Saturday with performance. So I went there. It's really nice and welcome. And we got a lot of different nationality of people there. We have lunch and chat and dancing. It's all day, so quickly gone. So I'm really enjoy. They are nice people. So you've only been dancing with her for two months, but you already love it. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I it's think actually, yeah, just uh, I think probably three or four times there, but I try to copy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I try my best. Yeah. And how long have you been dancing with Nita and the Gamelan Orchestra? Last one. Last one, yeah, yeah one month. And um, it's a happy place, uh, you know, for me because I, I miss, I, I miss, you know, um, Indonesian like gamelan music, I used to when uh, start dancing five years old. Now I'm 55, like I start again. <laughs> like it's good for me. I, I just like, yeah, happy. Yeah. When I was, you know, with Nita Mugirahayu's group and meet all different, different people as well. It's yeah, happy. <laughs> How did you feel today performing? Uh, I think uh, I'm not a confidence, but... Uh, I just feel rela more relaxed because uh, people are nice. See, after they're talking their story, it's really moving me. I said, oh, people come here, they got different story. Me too. So when I was young, I always wanted to be a dancer, but I don't have got a chance. So then I forced my daughter to be dance. She doesn't like. So I, I said, one day she said, mom, you have your own life. You know, you shouldn't do you know, work and care, but I'm, I'm independent now. So why not? It's my life now. <laughs> so this is why I'm joined any dance, doesn't matter which country. I just enjoy, you know, the performance, the moment. And the mo most time you enjoy is the people together. You know their culture, you know their everything just amazing me you know they are really friendly that's making me feel 
oh, that's a really nice community. I miss my family too. I haven't seen them three years, but now I feel happy. Everybody just like a family friend. That's nice. Especially when performance for multicultural is really interesting, you know, listen each person the story. Like, yes, it's good. Australia is good to live. My mom used to dance in Yogyakarta, royal dancer. It's very good as well for, you know, exercising. Yeah. I met Nita 12 years ago from Indonesian Australia community. They call bike, Bendigo Australia Indonesia Club. I always appreciate people doing things. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I've never been here. But it's so nice, and people say you are welcome. Their beautiful food, handmade, yeah. always make me feel, oh, what a lovely day. Learn yeah. cooking class. <laughs> <laughs>